Welcome to Engineering Leadership Insights, the podcast where we share insights, practical advice, and actionable steps to help engineering senior leaders become game changers. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how to turn around an underperforming team. This is the third part of the series and hopefully the final podcast. And I'll share some more tips on what you can do to really change the way your team is performing. Now, this could be a team that has historically been performing really well, but you're looking for ways to take that performance to the next level. Or perhaps your team hasn't been doing really well, and in fact, they're doing quite badly. Well, these steps will help you turn that around. I've used these kinds of techniques with clients all over the world, largely in engineering and technical environments to help them get their performance back on track. They're actionable, they're simple. They're things you can do without having to hire a third-party consultant or contractor or consultant or coach or whatever. You can do these yourself. You can bring in help. But the idea is some of these basic, putting these basics in place should help you see an improvement. So the first tip I'm going to discuss today is you want to start to monitor performance. So having done the steps in the previous podcasts, you now want to have a regular method of tracking how well we're doing. Now, a common way to do this is in your weekly team meeting. Challenge with most people's weekly team meetings is they don't look at any data. They tend to talk around the issues, keep it very, very qualitative versus quantitative. So you want to be thinking about what are we now going to be measuring to ensure we're on track? So it could be things like um, compliance to a new process, if we feel that process is critical. Um, Do we have the right amount of inputs into our process? So do we have availability of people, availability of, of contractors, contracts, and such? But having those performance meetings where we're now tracking is going to be key. Ensuring that any deviations from our plan is addressed. And you're holding people accountable. I will have a different series of podcasts on how to run an effective engineering meeting. But the key thing is that you should be reviewing performance data every week to ensure that we're actually on track. So that if you are straying in the wrong direction, you're able to engage with your team members and, and help and help them get back on track. And chances are, sometimes, sometimes as the engineering leader, you're the person contributing to people being off track because maybe there's some things you're supposed to have done and you said you would have done and you haven't done. And when I say maybe, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's largely going to be that too. That's a big part of it. Not, not all of it, not even most of it, but a big part of it is going to be that. So having your meetings where you're also monitoring the progress of the actions and the promises the team made to move performance forward is going to be critical. Next will be addressing your process issues. I did mention previously that there are going to be some processes that you can just stop doing or you need to introduce or you need to make some tweaks. Then there are going to be some processes that require a bit more um, digging. And you may need to implement a mini project for certain identified processes. You don't need to do it for everything, nor should you, because you'll just bury yourself in paperwork and meetings and process mapping and nothing will get done. But you want to select if there's one or two critical processes that really 
they're just a complete mess, but that mess is slowing the work down, then you want to get people to dig in. You want to either just, you may decide if the issue is just purely compliance, it's such a mess because people don't understand it, then you want to retrain. You want to take people through the process again so they understand that, get them a chance to, to answer questions, work through scenarios, simulations mainly. So they're really, really um, grounded in it. And, and sometimes that's all that's needed, get a really good grounded. You get them really, re get them realigned around why it's important, the objectives, why certain steps can't be missed and where they can find the right kind of information. You may want to get a subject matter expert nominated in your team to be that go-to person if they have any questions. And also the chance to speak with um, your dissenters, that people who just do not believe in the process. They think it's stupid, they just don't want to follow it, they want to bypass it. By that realignment and that retraining and re-engagement, you get to engage with them. And it can become a bit clear who your dissenters are because they may come for training, they may choose not to come, and they may refuse to. That shows you've got someone who's going to be a bit of a spoiler and the manager's going to, you know, what are their concerns? What are their fears? Get those questions answered. Realign them on your expectations and what you need them to do and make it clear there's just no, there's no way around it. They just got to do it. If they've got some real valid concerns, get those addressed. I mean, that could, they, they could really be causing a problem, those concerns they have. Get those fixed, get the process tweaked, but you get to work with them. You also get to um, find out that if they're, if they're attending the process of the training and they're being very hostile or, being, or um, sabotaging it or being cynical or snarky, then you can address that with them. You can, again, same question, what's the problem? What's the issue? There's an attitude problem there. But it allows you that, that realignment, that retraining to get everyone on the same page and to see those who are just really stubborn and refuse to be on the same page. And then you get to deal with those people. And dealing with those people, as we know, is fun. The next thing you want to do, again, with trying to deal with those process issues is to, um, again, you may want to do some, some sort of improvement. Now, Six Sigma Lean come to mind. There are things that you could do. There are different reasons why you want to put a lean improvement. You want to use lean versus Six Sigma, but lean is more philosophy. So you may want to adopt a, a lean philosophy in your organization, which I would encourage you to do strongly. Um, and you may decide you want to do some, again, some process improvement work. You may want to bring in someone from your continuous improvement team to do that. You may decide to do it yourself just by having a focus group or workshop where you work the steps. But that may have, that will be, again, a mini project around again, specific problem processes or problem sub-processes versus every single process that you run in your organization. Um, maybe if there's interest, I can, I can do a podcast on how to run a basic process improvement session. If there's interest in that, I could. So let me know if you'd like one. And you can do that by emailing me at hello at fullerjimmy.com. And finally, you may decide that you may want to cut a process out. And is that, as I mentioned previously, that your mini project may reveal that the process actually has no value at all, or that it's causing more problems than it's trying to solve. Or there's actually a better way of working that another team is using that we want to adopt, and we're not going to therefore continue our old way of working. So these are all valid income, valid outcomes of your mini process improvement project. But you now then have to monitor compliance 
and monitor the rollout of that. And that comes back to my first point about monitoring progress and monitoring performance of your team and also your improvement plan. And um, the next step I would encourage you to do is to create a new timeline for recovery. So now that we know what we're trying to improve, we know that you know we're going to start monitoring performance and things are going to get better. We're not going to get to 100% overnight because we are we've been struggling for a while. Or if we're trying to get to our new level, we're a fantastic team trying to become you know the A team of asset engineering. That won't happen overnight either. So, you know, working with your team, how long, get them to, working with your team and, you know, your boss, how long should it take for you to get to the performance plan? If we put these corrective measures in place, when do we think we'll start seeing improvements? And when will we reach that, you know, holy grail of we're now achieving? Then put an interim plan in place. So the next two or three weeks, two or three months, you know, it may even be one or two years that it will take for your team to get back on track or get to that goal. Once you've built that plan and you're building it with your people, you, know, you want it to be challenging. It's going to be a push to get there. It's going to be uncomfortable to get there, but it's got to be realistic as well. So optimistically realistic. And then you want to share that plan with your team and make sure they buy into it. And it's important to get them involved in building it so they will buy into it. You know, share that with your, your key stakeholders. You know, share it with your boss. Now, sharing with your boss, that is the ideal situation. I definitely believe you want to share it with your boss. And you want to be the kind of boss where your team will share these kind of corrective measures with you so you can give some steer. But I understand that some of you don't have bosses that are supportive and sometimes they can even sabotage this. And the fact that you're trying to improve performance, they can use that against you. And... If that's the case, then you may need to be a bit more careful in, with what you share with your manager. Unfortunately, that really shouldn't be the case. And I, I, I really feel for you if you're in that situation. But if you have a decent boss, you've got a good boss, a good manager, then definitely you want his insight or her insight, her perspective. The same thing with your customers, because if they're seeing poor performance from you, the fact you have a plan to improve it could help build some faith. You're going to need their support for a while to make it happen. So they know they're gonna to have to do things a little bit differently for a season, but also they have some patience. So they know that things are getting better and um, it's not it's not perfect yet, but to, to bear with you because something's happening. And if you make a mistake or you, know, you make a slip, they know that, yeah, okay, you're still not where we wanna to get to, but we're still a lot better than where we were two or three weeks ago or two or three months ago. So do you want to create the recovery plan and share, communicate, 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 communicate that plan. And then and finally, you want to have, I would suggest have one-to-ones with your team members to monitor progress. I talked about having the team meetings. That's really important to monitor your progress in your weekly team meetings, monitor business performance, as well as the recovery plan performance. But have those one-to-one step backs with your team where you just have a chat about how's, how's it going? You know, where are they stuck? Where are they not moving as fast as you guys both thought you would? Where are they excelling? Where are they exceeding expectations? Where do they deserve a pat on the back or some recognition? Where could they need, where could they use your help? Where do you need to step in and do something for them? You know, they need the finance director to sign off a, a budget 
you signed your part off, he's not signed his part off, and they're waiting, and they've hinted, and that won't happen. But you know, you're the manager. You could also put in some weight and put some pressure on the finance director, or, or in fact, you get that budget signed off because they've escalated that to you. Uh, you know, they wanted your perspective on a report. They wanted, wanted your perspective on a schedule. They wanted your insight on something, and you've not responded. So, you know, they may need your help for a variety of things, and these one-to-ones are a good place for them to share where they need your help. And it may just be your blessing. They don't need you to do anything but say, that's a good idea. Yep, or you're doing a good job. Keep doing that. But don't withhold your help. From, don't, don't withhold that from them if they need it. And where they could possibly help others. They could be doing really well. Their recovery plan is going to plan. They don't need much insight from you. But you know someone else is struggling. And something they've done or approach they have could really be insightful and helpful for one of their peers. So you could actually steer them to you know, go and help out Timothy because Timothy could use your perspective. Like I'm going to ask Timothy to meet with you to share this new template you created. Or you can actually send them. I want you to go and speak to Timothy because he's in a really good job with this new template he's, he's rolled out. And I would like you to look at his template and see if that's something you could, you could employ or deploy with your, te- with, your, with your team. So you want to use one-to-ones because it's a great time, again, a bit more intimate. If people are, are, are shy to share their problems with a wider group or they feel it's not really relevant for the wider group, then they've got that time to share that with you. And again, a time for them to kind of say, look at me, look how well I've done. And have you say, yeah, well done, great job. You know, here's a, a million dollars. Okay, no, okay, you can't give them a million. You, all, you probably won't be able to give them a million dollars. So I'm just joking. But, you know, some recognition for the work they have done and to encourage them and to praise them, to keep them motivated on this journey and to also show that, you know, it's important to you. And if you don't have time for one-to-ones with your team, the truth is you, you don't have time to manage a team. And if you don't have one-to-one, if you don't have time to give them that one-to-one guidance, regardless of where they're sitting, whether they're an overperforming team or underperforming team, then you need to stop whatever it is you're doing and really assess how you're spending your week because you are their manager. You must have one-to-ones in whatever guise or form. Okay, so that's the video, sorry, that's my podcast on ways to turn around an unperforming team. There will be one more podcast after this where I'll give some random tips around the more softer side of things. But really, I think you have enough to get going. And I would love to see, to hear how you're getting on. Please leave some comments or review in the review section about how you're getting on. Um, If you found these podcasts helpful, please let me know as well. Send me an email at hello at folajimmy.com with any questions you have about performance issues with your teams, whether you're an engineer, a scientist, a technology leader, a mathematician, or you know, a taxation engineer, or whatever. Please do send it through. I do answer my emails. I'm keen to get insights. If there are any other topics as well in, in the leadership space um, that you want some insights on, you want me to tackle or to, to discuss, please also let me know in the comment section or send me an email. And if you would like me to to listen, to to give you a second opinion on the improvement activities you're doing right now in your engineering team, you know, you have a plan, you're working a plan, it's going well or it's going iffy and you want a second opinion, please let me know, send me an email 
at hello at philodemy.com and we can set up a Skype call. And I'm happy to spend you know, 15 minutes just sharing, um, okay, just listening and giving you my perspective on what you're doing, on the amazing work that you're doing out there. Okay, guys, it's been great talking to you. And again, let me know your questions if you have any. And I will talk to you in the next podcast. Take care. Bye.